Good morning. Hopefully today's going to be a quick one. I've got a service appointment with Tesla. Speaking of Tesla, Elon's Twitter takeover um, over the weekend, uh, Twitter is internally said to be wanting to take the poison pill. And what the poison pill is, essentially, they will dilute the shares. They will basically uh, allocate more shares for the market, which means that Elon would constantly have to buy, which meant that you know, they would basically drain anyone who tried to take over of uh, funds so they wouldn't be able to take over. <clears throat> What's interesting about it is uh, Elon, uh, <clears throat> his followers on Twitter were very active over the weekend and posting things uh, specifically about the board. Um, one, the board doesn't use Twitter. Um, f- more than half the board uh, either has, doesn't have Twitter or they've never really even logged in. So that was an interesting one. And that led to uh, Jack, uh, Jack Dorsey, who was the former CEO and the founder of Twitter, to come out and say the board has been derelict in their duties forever. And that's been the problem. And somebody said, hey, are you allowed to say that? He said no. Uh, interesting tweet, uh, interesting thing. And Twitter is up in the pre-market. Um, let me check it on the algorithm right here. Um, again, I think we were in at 33. Yeah, the nine day still stays above that. Uh, it was way back on March 15th. You were in at 33. You're at 47 right now in the pre-market. Um, so uh, Jack has basically said that the board is the problem. And so now the question is, that the, does the board listen to the ex-CEO? Does the board listen to Elon? And does the board listen to shareholders who want a $54 price payout? Um, Essentially, again, I think it's a $70 stock if it's monetized correctly. When you look at the the history of this company and this stock, it hasn't been monetized correctly. And and that's the fault of Jack and the board and the company. Um, But uh, does the new CEO have a plan? And so that's the real question. Um, speaking of Elon, uh, it's come out in a court filing. Uh, he said Friday during his Ted talk that he had, uh, funding secured when he said he was taking a a Tesla private for $420. He said, let me be clear. I had funding secured. I had to, uh, his banks would not back the company with payroll and, 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 and lending at that time. And they were in a very precarious position at that time. Um, and the bank said, you have to plead guilty to this SEC filing because it's going to be drawn out in court. It's going to cost a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And so they couldn't fight it. He said he would plead guilty. So he pled guilty. Um, they gave him his slap on the wrist. Everything was done. But he says he had funding. Well, a new court filing that came out over the weekend says that's false. So who do you believe? Elon Musk? Or the courts that are telling him, hey, you didn't have funding. <clears throat> now, uh, <clears throat> he also came out, and this comes with the Tesla uh, investment that I think you should be buying. But, you know, again, the algorithm doesn't have you in. It has you out. The MACD is nowhere close to even crossing, but it probably would get there if it shot up. I think I would be playing this prior to earnings. Again, anything under a 1000 I'm I'm buying. Um, but he came out and he said Tesla will no longer include the mobile connector with new cars. 
uh, when people freaked out, he, they, they said, why? He said, well, data doesn't um, provide that it's used much. That, I can tell you, total BS. He didn't release actual stats. He just said it's not used much. <clears throat> the main thing that I use at my house to charge is the mobile connector. The main thing all 10 of my referrals use to charge is the mobile connector. The, the main thing that I know of most people who have a Tesla is the mobile connector. The only caveat to that is if they've paid $500 for the wall connector and then the additional $500 for the wall connector to be installed. Other than that, people are using the mobile connector. Total BS. So again, go back. Do you believe that 420 was, was filled? Do you believe that he's really doing Twitter for free speech? Um, I think you add up some of his statements in the past, uh, and, and I don't know. I, I think he might be playing a game here on tw with Twitter. Um, I know it's his favorite platform. I know everything's good, blah, blah, blah. But uh, in my mind, I think, again, it, for, for me, if I were looking at Twitter, and again, you're at, for Twitter investment, I think you're trading here between 45 and 55. And I think right now at 47, I may buy more thinking that it'll go up to 54, but I am scared of that, uh, that board poison pill. So the, the algorithm has you in. Um, the MACD is crossing down, but the two um, moving averages that I use in my algorithm are kind of, they're not there for a sale yet. And this is part of the algorithm is it tries not to get you out too early. <clears throat> but the, the volume levels are, are completely off the charts. And, you know, again, if you're in at 33, I'd be holding on. Um, I'm in at 44 uh, average price. So that's the, uh, the Tesla. And again, Tesla reports on Wednesday. Um, I think he will be on the call. I think he will release something uh, about uh, the Cybertruck. Uh, I wish he hadn't done the mobile connector because I think that will be a large um, point of discussion. Uh, he did reduce the price from 400 to 200. Um, but they're still not in stock. So, so let me give you the scenario for those people who don't have an electric car. You buy a Tesla. You pay you know, between $45,000 and, and $70,000 for a Tesla. Um, you bring it home. Uh, it's got, now got 200 miles on it. Um, you take off the next day. You come home from work, and it's now got 150, 140. Maybe you're at 100. Uh, you have some anxiety range. You're like, ooh, I got to plug this in. Oh. I don't have any way to charge this car other than to go somewhere and charge it. So you just bought the car and you don't have any way to actually charge it at home. Um, there's a lot of confusion about charging. Uh, people, and I remember when I first got the car, I, I was confused. Um, I didn't exactly know what to do. Do I get a NEMA 1450 plug put in? Do I get the wall connector? Can I use a 110 outlet? Um, all of those things. The second you buy this Tesla, you either have to get a wall connector or a mobile connector. Those are the only two ways that you can charge at your house. So Tesla, in my mind, I think, you know, again, he, maybe he didn't want to raise the price another time, um, but 
he's doing himself a disservice because there's still those people, he's assuming that people are educated about this. I can tell you, people are not educated about this. Um, most of my friends were like, well, I heard that news, but what's a mobile connector? Well, listen, I, I think people will start, if you have the money and you, you, you want issues like this not to be a problem, eh, go with a Rivian. Go with a Lucid. Go with the new Volkswagen, which all include cords to charge at your house. So uh, that's my take on that. Bank of America released earnings. They are up in pre-market. Um, like I said, anything under 40 in my mind is a buy on this one. Bond rates are up. There's some issues here with, uh, uh, well, not with the stock, but issues here with banks overall and financials. Um, Karen Feinerman, who is one of the traders that I really like on um, uh, CNBC on the after show at, at five o'clock. I forget exactly what it's called. But she said they're oversold. So when you look at the XLF, they're completely oversold. I would agree, Bank of America, their RSI is at 22. That MACD is as low as it can go. Um, it's trading at 37 pre-market. It's at 38. Um, and that's because they beat earnings. So I think, you know, if you want to do the XLF um, just to get exposure to all the banks, you're looking at um, the RSI at 32. Not 22. Um, the volume isn't here for this one to really cross up. You would be out on the algorithm. Um, in fact, let me see if the algorithm has you out on Bank of America. It does. You're still in free fall. The MACD doesn't look like it's crossing up. You're up a couple percent to $38 in this pre-market, but it's not going up anytime soon, it doesn't look like. So I think the financials are um, a, a, maybe you buy it and wait and see. Could be a possibility. And that was the earnings prior to the bell. The two pre-market movers that I'm watching, CEI, Camber Energy. Um, I don't know why this one came back on Friday, or I'm sorry, Thursday's candle. Uh, Thursday's morning candle, candle, it was a buy at 82 cents. Um, today, it's up over a dollar, so it's up over 20%. Nile is back in the running, um, bit Nile. Um, they were a you'd still be out, but I think it's up 20% in the pre-market. Let's see, pre-market bit Nile, yeah, 23%. It's trading at about 68 cents, and on Friday, it closed at 54 cents. So you've got those two that are, are running a little bit. Um, CVX Chevron is the weekly play. I have not, uh, my friend who does the weekly um, stock pick <clears throat> on Twitter, uh, great Great newsletter, by the way. Um, he's so engaged. I mean, you know, it comes out on Saturday and Sunday, and he gives you an update as to the market, um, some of the analysts that he likes. Uh, he also tells you the sector that he's going to play, and then he gives you his uh, pick of the week. And Chevron is his pick of the week again this week. Um, the algorithm on this one, ironically... <laughs> You would still be in from your buy on Chevron back on February 26th at 139. You're at 171 this morning. Um, let me just make sure that that is where 172. Sorry, in pre-market, it's up to 172. Uh, this is crazy. This is a long energy play that 50 day. It is using the 50 day as support right on this four hour chart. 
their earnings come up on April 28th. He usually plays options and he only holds it for a week. So he will not be holding this until earnings. Uh, it's the earn. If you want to hold this one and buy the stock till earnings, if you want to buy out a further option, um, I think energy is, is a great play. Uh, again, these guys make money if the, I think per barrel price is over 50. Um, and I think it's going to, it's projected to be 120. I think it's back going back up to 150. But this is a the weekly stock play. Now, uh, one of the ones on Thursday that really shot up was GOGL. Um, this was an algorithm buy on Wednesday. Ironically, the afternoon candle on Wednesday said buy at 1231. I did not buy at 1231. Um, but it shot all the way up to 1363 is where it closed at. Let's see if uh, Tom on uh, on Twitter believes that these shippers are by. Yeah, it's up again. Well, it's kind of down. Close to 1364. It's trading at about 1360. Um, this is Tom says this is not one that he would uh, uh, high conviction. It's one of his high convictions. But Zim is the one that I loved because of the uh, the dividend that came out. It was a seventeen dollar dividend. Um, their earnings date is on the 17th. This is one that's trading um, slightly down. It closed at 55.17. It's going to clo- uh, open up at about 55, it looks like. Um, Tom's big convictions are GSL. Let me look at GSL real quick. Oh, and let's look at GOG. So GOGL, by the way, would be a buy on the algorithm at 12.31. So you'd still be in even at 1363, wherever it's trading. Um, Zim, as long as we were going over that one, you'd still be out on Zim. Uh, It looks like the MACD will probably cross up here, so you could be in at the $55 mark. Um, You're below the nine-day. You're below all of the moving averages. The RSI is at 28. Um, The volume's not necessarily there. Uh, There is a gap here from uh, from the dividend date of 85 to 78, which traditionally when you look at this one, once it pays the dividend and it gets out of that dividend, um, it starts going up. So will it start moving back to that $78 range? Perhaps. Um, But Tom's big plays are GSL. Let's look at this one. Global ship lease. Um, this one you would be in actually on Friday at 2444. So that's one where the MACD cross up is going to help you right now. And that was one of his big conviction plays and GSL is trading slightly up. Um, looks like the ask is 2512, but there's not a lot of, uh, a lot of pre-market volume in this. The 10 day volume is 1.8 million shares. The 90 day volume is 1 million shares. So it does look like the volume is showing up for you here. Another one of Tom's plays, TGH. Let's look up TGH. Oh, come on. Um, this one is uh, Textane Group Holding. Um, Textane Group Holding. So this one closed at 35. It's trading up at 32 to 37. There's not a lot of uh, pre-market. The 10-day volume is at 592,000, and the 90-day is 427,000. So this is a very small float on this one. Um, TGH. Oh, I wish I. Textainer. Textainer Group Holding. 
this one on Friday too, 35.16. So you're buying right at the, 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 the Friday um, candles, the Friday afternoon candles, the MACD crossed up. This one looks good. I like this one. It's, it's, it's moving up. It's been using that 200-day crossing up and below. It's below its 200-day. Um, I would think it would move back up. Um, let's see uh, if we move this. Yeah, the earnings come on May 10th for this one. And his final is DAC, and we've talked about DAC before. Uh, Danos Corporation. Uh, this one... You will get a MACD cross up on the morning candle here. Doesn't have it yet, but uh, the DAC one, we were talking about this one at about 105, 106. They have significant exposure to, uh, to Zim. Um, they orders four cargo vessels with delivery. I'm just looking at some of the news. Um, they're... 10-day volume is 525,000, 90-day volume is 469. So the uh, the volume is there for this one. You're trading at about between 88 and 91. You will have a MACD cross up on this in the morning candle. Uh, honest to God, you will. So that's a good one as well. Um, let's see. Bond rates are rising. So one thing I wanted to... Um, uh, one thing I wanted to point out to everyone is Uvixi because uh, <clears throat> with bond rates rising, sometimes the market does go down. Uvixi, you'd still be a buy at 1315. Um, and that buy came April 1st. But this performance chart is just, this is a trade. This isn't something where you can write an algorithm to get in and out. Uh, that's not on a 10 minute chart, something of that sort. Um, target. Is down pre-market. We had said on Friday, the target is a great one. You're still a buy in that one. Uh, the buy came on <clears throat> April 7th at 227. Um, let's see in the portfolio. Uh, JBHT, JB Hunt. I think I'm finally positive on this one. Where did I buy this one at? Um, let us see. JB Hunt. My average purchase price is um, JBHT 173.70. And in the pre-market, it is trading at 174.17. So I'm up 1.26%. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> Halliburton into earnings. Let's look at Halliburton. That's one that I um, discussed. Uh, HAL, is it? Yeah, Halliburton. Um, they report on April 18th today, the post market, uh, pre market. So they reported. I, I don't see what they're doing in pre market. <clears throat> HAL, uh, again, energy companies, kind of a good thing. Uh, yeah, they're, they're up. They were trading at $40.76. They're at $41. Um, Insider Cell, Insider Cell, Halliburton Company. Um, there's a bunch of insider sales on, and that's the news on this one. So um, that one came up. Jets ETF, uh, XLF. Oh, if you haven't listened to my um, sell in May on Friday, rather than the market uh, update, I kind of went over sell in May and go away. How the logic doesn't make sense. Um, you can listen to that podcast as well. Amex um, with uh, business travel getting to 
getting back on par. You're seeing some of these reopened plays happen. Um, Amex is, you're not in, you'd be out, but the MACD looks like it's going to cross up in the morning. Um, Let's look at where we are in the pre-market. 181, you're trading a little bit down, so it might be a fake out where it won't necessarily cross up, but I think you will see a cross up here. Let me expand it a little bit. Any kind of morning candle that's going to be up, you're going to see a cross up on this one. So AXP is a buy um, in, in my mind. And again, that's playing the open. I think, again, you're looking at Devon Energy. Um, let's see if Devon is back on uh, in the algorithm. Uh, yep, Devon. You'd be in at 61.55 on April 11th, uh, so just last week. Their earnings are coming up on May 2nd, uh, so it's using the 50-day as its support level, and the 50-day right now is at 59. So I, I think anything around $60, I've been kind of contemplating moving this up to $65 as the play, um, but I think Devon Energy is a great one. Occidental, they're, they're saying, is going to play with the $64 range. Um, this one might be anything above 60, below 60, again, is a buy. Anything above 60 is a sell. Um, so MPLX, you're up uh, almost half a percent in the pre-market. I think energy is your play. Continuing to go into the summer, I think energy is your play. Um, CrowdStrike, and you know, if you watched 60 Minutes last night on some of the Russian attacks, that might happen. The CrowdStrike CEO was out there. Um, he was saying, hey, all we'd have to do is show Russia that we can take them off the internet. Um, one of Tom's energy plays too is Peabody. Um, BTU is the Peabody Corporation. Uh, you would be in this one as of March 21st at $24. Today you're at $32. This one's up in free market as well. So you've got great uh, UCO. Let's see if UCO is a buy um, in the algorithm. I think it was. Um, it is a buy as of April 13th, so just early in the week at 168. It's trading at 175. Um, let's see where we are in the pre-market. Um, it closed at 175.91 on Friday, on Thursday. It's at 177 pre-market. Uh, again, the 90-day volume is 885, 885,000. The 10-day volume is 655,000. So the volume's not in here to really take it higher, but what's going to take this higher is any news that uh, that this is going to be, you know, oil's going up. So I, in my mind, again, I think this is, you know, I told everybody to sell at 165 last week, take your profits at 175 this week. I think 170 is your mark. Anything under 170, you buy. Anything over 170, you sell. Uh, take your profits on this one. I don't hold this one for more than a day. Uh, it's not something where I buy it and hold it. This is this is a complete trade for me to make. You know, scalp it one, two, three, up to 10 percent in a day. Uh, SCO is the same thing. So whatever I see the action play, that's where I go. Okay, that's it. I got to take my car in. Take care. Have fun.